Hello, everyone. Hello. And you know what? There's only one of us here. We are all here, right? All of us, but yet we're reflecting and revealing the infinite that is everywhere present as one. Today's talk is divine remembrance. We are never alone. And first, I'm going to talk about how we are never alone because we are always with God or God is always with us because God is within us. And then I'm going to talk about our oneness with community. And finally, how that helps us to find our purpose and how gratitude plays a part in all of it. But I first want you to get a real sense that your life is significant. I want you to get a real sense that you are not to compare yourself to anyone. I want you to get a sense that there is something about you that is seeking to express through you and that nobody else can express you. There's something seeking to express itself in this moment and it's always seeking to express itself. We may call it the light, the light that lights each of us, the Christ light, that's why we light the candle. It is within each and every one of us. And it was in Jesus also. It was in everybody who came before us and everybody who will come after us. The same light. And it connects us to that oneness. We have each emerged from the eternal as a distinct unit of infinite possibility. You may think that you simply emerged from your parents. And that's relatively true because they are your parents and they're our relatives. But... We emerged from God. We emerged from the oneness. We came through our parents, not to them. And parents, remember this about your children. They came through you too, but not to you. Because you have never been before. And nobody will ever be you. You are the only person who can do that. And we are all on this journey together of self-discovery. And we're going to uncover blind spots, and those blind spots will become our gifts. Me, for example, I was the middle child, the invisible one. Little did I know that I was supposed to stand up, speak up, and show up in this way, shape, or form. I am not invisible. Sometimes I wish I was. Sometimes when I'm driving, I feel like I'm invisible when people come in front of me. It's like, hey, I'm not invisible. As we transcend our blind spots, they become our gifts to share with the world. This is the walk of the hero's journey. The walk of you becoming more and more of yourself. The walk we have all chosen to be on is not about changing the external world in any way. Your role, if you choose to accept it, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to wake up to the ever-increasing power that is within you to cultivate your limitless nature and to begin to think from that dynamic nature, to think from the limitless space, to think from that God space, to think from that place of real thinking and inspiration. Not thinking or rethinking or rehashing what we have thought in the past, not the fear, not the limits, not the returning of all the thoughts that came before that have become prejudice, comparisons, and judgment. 
Not seeing everything as we have seen it in the past because then your life becomes a churning of experience based on stuck perception. We don't want that. When you wake up and realize on a daily basis you are to enter into the sacred journey of unfolding, meaning at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the year, you look back and you see who you are now and what is coming forth through you now is not the same person that existed a few weeks ago, a few months ago, or a few years ago. You train yourself to give everyone permission, everyone around you, permission to grow and develop and become the best expression of themselves as we do that for ourselves also. This way we're not keeping track of how others are stuck, right? Because that will keep us stuck in our perception of them. We got to see ourselves growing and seeing everybody else grow. And when we do this, we're not alone, right? We're doing it with God, with the strength of God from within us. So we are waking up every day thinking, what is mine to uncover and discover today? And also thinking, I am so grateful. And not necessarily grateful for something, just grateful for being, for being awake and alive. So this makes life an adventure. As we're on the spiritual journey, these incarnations make this lifetime. Every time we wake up, we wake up anew. That's why I raised my hand when you said, who's new today? I'm new. We're on an adventure of self-discovery. We are on an adventure of self-expression. And the adventure, as we elevate, it's an adventure of stabilizing these higher frequencies that we get ourselves into because we keep evolving and we want to stay at the higher frequencies. So our baseline for joy, peace, happiness, prosperity, and abundance becomes an all-time high and a new set point every day. For us to continue to keep growing and seeing our bliss and ecstasy emanate from this higher point. Here's the key, a pearl you may say. Our joy comes from within. It does not come from the external. It comes from the work we do on this side and then emanates from within. Our bliss comes from the activation of our potential, our shadow becoming our gift, becoming our power. This is changing our, vibra our vibrational address and this divine power comes from within and we cannot do it alone. And this is one level of not being alone. We are always one with God and the oneness of all that is. But we also have this community, right? We are made, we are wired for connection if we choose it. There are bonds in this, in this community and companionships. And there's always someone there to comfort and support if you want it. And you can give it and receive it. So it's a comfort, but it can also be a caution because no one is alone. So the words we speak in anger or the actions we take when we are not our best selves, we have to be responsible for ourselves and for the collective when we are in both love and not so much when we're in fear. As we look at this idea of I am responsible for people, for people. Am I my brother's or sister's keeper? This is from Genesis 4, verses 1 through 13. It's the Cain and Abel story. Cain was so angry at his brother that he killed him. 
And when God asked Abel, Cain's response was, am I my brother's keeper? And you got to ask yourself, do you want to be someone's keeper out of obligation or inspiration? How are you giving your love and support? How are you giving your connectedness? We're connected, so how are you showing up? From a place of fear or obligation or a place of inspiration. Honoring each other as human beings, we are doing it because we are told to or because we are inspired to. Do we find that part of us that already knows our connection and knows our oneness? Do we get in touch with that true humanity and divinity of our being, recognizing that love is seeking to connect us all, all the time? And we can give into that connectedness or not. It's our choice, but it's there. And we have it to choose if we want to. So we are all invited into this act of service and love and connection from inspiration and from the heart. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have to have boundaries. That was one thing I had to learn in the very beginning of my CODA journey is boundaries. Well, actually, it was my massage journey. Um, my first massage therapist, first class, the instructor said, okay, so now we all have to understand what our boundaries are. And I'm like, boundaries? Like, I know the states of the United States have boundaries. Like, that was the only thing. I, I'm in my 30s. I've never heard this expression before. And I had to learn what that meant. And it was the first place I learned it in the massage room. And I was very clear what my boundaries were in the massage room. When it came to my family and relationships, that was a whole, that took about, sometimes I still struggle with it, quite <laughs> frankly, but it's a process, you know? But boundaries are here to allow us to see the distance I can love you and me simultaneously. Maya Angelou says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Because we cannot fix anybody. We can't even fix ourselves. So the boundaries that we have to create are ones that we have to create in order to love ourselves. That's what boundaries are all about, is loving ourselves unconditionally. And the only way that we can fix ourselves is by opening to the divine presence within us. Releasing everything that stands in the way of your true authentic nature as an expression of God's light, God's love, power, peace, beauty, abundance, and joy. When you get all of that out of the way, that is who we truly are. So we don't fix anything. We reveal who we really are. You drop all the lies, the false beliefs, the error thoughts that were getting in the way of your authentic beauty and power. Our work to heal humanity begins in this humanity, right in here. Catherine Hearn said, when we heal a false belief in our own being, we heal it for all of the present and future. When we do our work of spiritual growth, it affects the collective consciousness. It, is, it has to because we are all one. We are not alone. None of us shows up here healed. We are here to do the work of becoming, and it affects the whole. There's a powerful teaching that I've taught, talked about before. It's called Ho'oponopono, and it's an ancient Hawaiian practice. And in the 70s, a kahuna who was a healer, a, a Hawaiian healer, Morna Simonia, 
Simeona, sorry. She took this ancient practice and shared it with people that weren't healers. They were just students, teachers. And pono in Hawaiian means correction, balance, and wholeness. The belief in Hawaiian spirituality for eons is when something is wrong in the community, in the family, in the body, it means something is off in the psyche. When Western medicine came along, that was considered a savage, pagan, superstitious belief. And now even medicine has caught up. That we are wholeness. And when we are off in our psyche, in our spiritual well-being, it will show up in our families and in our bodies. Now, unity, we believe in pills and prayers. And this is another tool that we believe in. And taking this kind of responsibility does not mean that we get to blame ourselves for anything. That's not what this is about. What it means is we have the opportunity or the ability to respond to our thinking in this moment. In this moment. We get to respond to our thinking in this moment. It's not a blame game. And it's a choice to be mindful of what we are thinking and change that thinking if we must. So one of Morna Simeona's students was Dr. Hugh Len, and he's a clinical psychiatrist, no, psychologist. And he was asked to work at a criminally insane institution in Hawaii. And he said, I will take the job, but I do not want to give therapy. I want to use ho'oponopono. And they were like, have at it. They were having a hard time keeping people employed there because the, the criminally insane were so not reachable they had to be combined and restrained and medicated and it was all that anyone knew to do with these people it was so difficult to even keep nurses and doctors employed so he was hired to oversee this ward the swing of the hospital and he agreed so every day he would go in and he would take the files of these people that were criminally insane and he would begin to read the record of their catastrophes and all the wrongs and the crimes that they committed and his empathy awoke he just felt this sadness he let himself feel it and the words I'm sorry came to him from that place he began to take these ancient teachings of balance and order and the cosmos and thought maybe there's something in my consciousness that is contributing to a world where these people are having such a terrible experience Maybe something in my ancestors' consciousness is a part of this. Whatever my part of this is mine, my seeing it wrongly, my inability to not seeing God's presence, please forgive me. And he noticed as he felt, as he held these files, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Something began to turn and shift in his heart and in his spirit. Gratitude of all things. That something was being made right, corrected, brought back to balance in him, not out in the world, but in his awareness. And he simply said, thank you. He then being restored, rebalanced, reconnected, he was once again filled with a knowing of our oneness, of our common humanity and our spirituality. And he simply said the words, I love you. So these four mantras became his practice. I am sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. He never said it to one person, 
He only said it to his own consciousness as he held these files as he went to work every day. And he did it over and over and again. And whenever the horror of these files came to him in his thoughts, he said, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, and I love you. As he was restored to balance, something happened on the ward. They got better. They were moved off that floor, and they shut down the whole wing of that institution. Yeah. So Joe Vitale heard of the story, and he got in touch with Dr. Um, Q. Len, and he wrote this book called Zero Limits. So if you want to read about it, that's the book, Zero Limits. But the practice of Ho'oponopono is amazing. Whenever you are feeling or believing in someone's lack or separation or someone is coming at us, not to engage. If someone's angry at you, not to engage. Go right to, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, and I love you. And I'm not saying that this is going to resolve everything and dissolve anything, but what it's going to help us to do, we're still going to have to have those crucial conversations. But what it allows us to do is come to those conversations from a place of balance and harmony because we've done our work. So we keep saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, and I love you. Gabe and I share that every morning before we leave one another. We say it three times. We're holding each other's heart. And I'm not sure if you noticed it, but we need this healing and rebalancing in the world now. So if we could do our part, right, we're all connected. So it's going to help the world. So we're closing in a lot now on we are not alone. We have family, community, and God as our strength. When we understand we are trying to change our vibrational address and stop manipulating the world, it's all an inside job. When we stop making our happiness be contingent on what is happening in the world, we will rise above. When you become aware of truth, you have to sit and let it work through you. You have to do your own healing. Nobody can do it for you, just like nobody can eat for you. Nobody can do your own healing. You have to do it. You have to sit with it. Be quiet. Be silent. Meditate. Journal. Be still. Affirmative prayer. And ask for help. And when I say ask for help, help stands for hello, eternal loving presence. Hello, eternal loving presence. Be with me. Show me the way. What is mine to do? It is knowing of your own truth that sets you free. Through meditation, you will discover your personal insight. And next comes absorption. You absorb whatever this truth is. And when you have the practice of affirmative prayer, meditation, absorption happens, and it happens through chemicalization. I don't know if you guys ever heard us talking about chemicalization, but as we have these new thoughts, physically, sometimes our body goes through a cleansing. There's a chemicalization going on. And finally is embodiment, and you live life from this new higher vibration. And what happens is we aren't so affected by the ups and downs of what's going on around us, what's going on in the world. We could stay at that place of knowing that we are all one, Something's shifting here. I don't know what it is. I don't like what I'm seeing, but something good is happening. Stephen Hawkins did some work with electromagnetic fields and fluorescent lighting. You know how some people's energy shifts with that. And it happens with a lot of people, and he did all this, this different testing. But there was a group of people that were not affected by the frequencies or the fluorescent lights or anything. 
And he's like, okay, I need to know what's, what's different about those people. And they did all these physical testings and it wasn't anything physical. What they found out was they were all people who believed in the oneness of them with God. I don't know if they were all unity people. I want, I want to, of course, say that. But they, they just had that faith and they knew. So the outside world was not affecting them. So you come here to learn this. You come here to find out what that truth is. And we stay open to the mystery that is unfolding in front of us moment by moment. Our spiritual work is about having insight to the mystery that is unfolding moment by moment. With this dynamic, we re-embrace the childlike nature because we have come to understand the spiritual maturity is a full-grown being that has matured with a power of discernment, but yet sees life through the eyes and the heart of a child. And therefore, we live in the vibration that anything is possible and miracles are inevitable. When we get to that place of remembering that childlike belief, that child feeling that anything is possible and miracles are inevitable. I heard a great story about this gentleman who was driving his six-year-old and his buddy to their first basketball practice. They were going to learn basketball and they were all excited. So they're, I don't know, they're, you know, maybe five feet or something like that. You know, they're little kids, six-year-olds. Yeah, they're, they're little. <laughs> so the, the kid was all excited. He says, Daddy, Daddy, are we going to be able to dunk? And he said, sure, you're going to be able to dunk. He said, I wasn't going to tell the kid that the basket is 10 feet high and he's only five. No, kids have, they were so excited that they would be able to dunk. Miracles could happen. You never know, right? But the point is, we have that little kid inside of us that have those kind of beliefs, those miracles, those imaginations, right? So get in touch with the word genius. Get in touch with the genius that is within each and every one of you. You will have an insight with God that what that's supposed to look like for you. What is that genius supposed to look like? And remember in John 14, 11, he says, believe me that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me, right? Well, if that was true for Jesus, it's true for us, right? Father is in us. God is within each and every one of us. Now, you may want to ask, will this save the world? And I got to tell you, I hope not. We don't want to save the world. We want to serve the emerging world. We don't want to save the typewriter. We want to serve the computer. We don't want to save the Model T. We want to serve the Tesla. We don't want to save a world with hate and bigotry and homophobia and racism. There's a great awakening that is happening. And we want to serve that awakening. There's a calamity and a chaos, and you may look outside and, you know, the news, of course, tells us about all the negative stuff that's happening. But when you have faith and you trust in God, there's an awakening that's happening. There's lots of really good things that are happening that, look at everybody who's here today. You know, we are all changing the world one person at a time, one thought at a time. So what we need is faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence that which is not yet seen. We each give consent to what answer, enters our consciousness. So give consent to love and peace and prosperity and all the things you want and nothing that you don't want. 
We have emerged from the eternal. Our parents were the passageway. They weren't the cause. God is the cause of our life. Love is the cause of our life. We need to sit down and know this. Because when the eye is single, the body is full of light. When you see you are a light being, everything lights up. The light that lights up every man and woman, the Christ light, that is you. That is me. Only give your consent to that which is real and eternal. Don't give consent to anything outside of God. With God as the light of your light, whom shall you fear? There's only one cause, God. In the beginning, there was God. And finally, let's end with the short but meaningful discussion about having an attitude of gratitude. All the spiritual work or growth I've been talking about is deep and transformational. And even when you're not alone, it's an adventure. But the salve that helps all this doable and palpable is gratitude. And there are three kinds of gratitude. Gratitude for what we have and what we like. Gratitude for all of the opportunities and all of the things that we don't like, all the places where we need to grow. And gratitude for just being, for just existing, for just being here. And when we can live from this place, life brings a whole new meaning. I have a question, and I don't, maybe I'm the only one here that had this experience, but growing up, my mother used to say to me, and all of us, there were seven of us, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Anybody? Well, the universe says something similar to that. And the universe says, if you don't stop being grateful, I'm going to give you something to be grateful for. So I said, I like that. I'm going to remember that. I'm not going to stop being grateful because I want the universe to just keep on keeping on. So break out your strings, ladies and gentlemen, because here are the pearls from today's talk. We are one with God, and we came here to shine our eternal light, to share the gift of who we are and do the work that it takes to do that. Stop looking outside of yourself for joy. Be joy as you do the work and become more authentically yourself, the eternal you, the you that you came here to be. How do you serve the community? By out of obligation or inspiration? Use Ho'oponopono. Forgive. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you, and I love you. To find that gift, we have to meditate. Seek from within what is ours to be. The absorption, chemicalization, and embodiment are ours to have. Live from that childlike nature that anything is possible and miracles can happen. Be grateful all the time and the universe will give you something to be grateful for. And remember, you are never alone. I want to say thank you. You are my sister companion in prayer, possibility, and power. I love you. I appreciate you. And know that you are blessed and a blessing.